If I asked you what your vision is, could you tell me without looking at a piece of paper? If you don't know where you're headed, if you have not set your anchor, your compass, whatever you want to call it, how will you know when you get there? And how will you know when you've won or lost? You're going to make plenty of mistakes. If you're not making mistakes, I promise you, you're not doing enough. We've got to get over the enemy and we have to master the inner me. So get over the enemy in your mind and master the inner me in our mind. Well, hey everybody, Coach Megan here, and we are back with our leadership journey today, specifically talking about how to master self-discipline and your mindset for good for your next pageant. And if you're new here, I'm Coach Megan Rhodes, former Miss Nebraska and Miss Nebraska USA, and I am obsessed with helping you place higher and win your next pageant. So listen up because we have 221 pretty much like half hour to hour episodes of teaching you exactly how to do that. A short little advertisement, by the way. If you have not signed up yet for a free strategy call, I would love to talk with you. A couple stipulations of what we look for. If you are somebody who is competing um, from age 13 and up, if you are somebody that is really taking seriously this year of pageants and you are willing to set aside some kind of investment to work with a coach, obviously working with a coach, this is their business, right? There's some kind of an investment, so no surprises there. And uh, you really want to take this seriously. You want to maybe be embedded in a community of people that are on a similar pathway, that are pursuing big goals and dreams and want to build rich, high-achieving friendships, which is awesome. Or potentially because you just want somebody to be able to speak into your life. And like we talked about in the last episode, be a bucket filler, be somebody that is encouraging you, that you really feel like has your back and is on your team, which is why we work with a limited number of people from each state and system each year. Because I want to know your name, I want to know your platform, I want to know everything about you so that I really can get behind you and your pageant prep to help you reach your goals. And when you work with us, you get our entire team of coaches, which are highly trained professionals that have all won state pageants or above. We specify in helping women with mindset, all areas of brand, on stage and off stage performance. We started as an interview company eight and a half years ago now. And we were winning like every single interview and I was tired of not winning the overall competitions. And so a few years ago we pivoted and now, you know, we can help you with walking. We can help you with the fashion side of things and uh, everything really on and off the stage. I'm just not going to be your hair and makeup coach because let's be honest, I wear yoga pants and barely brush my hair every day, you know? So that's why I help you with the talking side of things <laughs> and developing your platform, your marketing plan, and helping you create strategic business alignments as well for your platform and just really how you want to expand your reach as a public speaker and an influencer. So if that sounds like you and you're a high achiever and you've always just been like curious, <laughs> it's a blast. I'll help you strategize for the next year. And we're really looking for people who want to place higher or want to win. Even if you're a first-time competitor, you know, I won both my pageants on my first try. I was in it to win it. And I wish I would have had a coach just like tell me what the game was. Like I had no idea. My mom and I just wasted tens of thousands of dollars on things that didn't matter because we were just throwing crap at something and hoping it sticks. So especially with USA just announcing all their dates, a lot of people are getting into game time. And I perceive that our spots for coaching will probably be completely full, like in the next month or two. So just FYI, for those of you guys who maybe are sitting on the fence, the link is below in the chat and in the caption. Sorry, not the chat. I'm always on a Zoom call. In the caption below, and you guys can um, go ahead and do that. It's sessions.powerhousepageantry.com forward slash 
chat. So look forward to meeting you. Uh, You'll fill out a really short application just so we kind of can qualify you on the process. And then you and I will have a chat. It'll be super fun. So anyways, that's the end of my announcements. Let's dive back in to exactly how to manage your mind and master self-discipline. Okay. I got tons of notes. All right. So let's, let's, let's get her done. Fun fact, that guy's from Nebraska, where I'm from, by the way. Okay, so last week we talked about the toughest person to lead is always yourself. Who agrees with that? Used to be me, for sure. I remember, funny story, when I started this company a million years ago, when I was 23, fresh, fresh babe out of college, graduated a year late because of Miss Nebraska. I was Miss Nebraska when I was 21 and 22, and then came back, which is a whole story in itself, was terrifying. All my friends were gone my senior year, you know, all that. And then I came home, God told me to come back home, started working as a barista for minimum wage, and I had the audacity to start a company. And I remember, you know, my parents were entrepreneurs growing up. We were in ministry, and my dad was in life insurance shortly after. And my mom was a stay-at-home mom. And so I didn't know what a business was. Are you kidding me? Like, I legit thought that your dad had to be in business or your mom had to be in business. Like, you had to have a connection somehow. You had to go to business school all these things. But somehow I had the, you know what, to just be like, I'm a business owner now. (laughs) And how it started was somebody messaged me and they asked me if I did interview coaching. And I thought to myself, I'd already been thinking about like, do I want to be a life coach? Do I want to, you know, who do I want to coach? How how do I want to coach? What do I want to do? How do you even do this? And I think I was one of Zoom's first purchasers of my entire life. I should have bought stock years ago. I, I do own stock now. But anyways, and I was just me and a laptop and a dream, right? Coaching a couple people. And so why do I bring that up? Well, when I first started, I had no idea what it meant to be a CEO. I had my friend file my LLC paperwork for me because they lived in the capital and I thought you like had to be in Lincoln to like file it. So much things, so many things were less online than they are now too. They make it so easy now. You had to do everything by paper in the olden days, you know? And I remember I was so intimidated because when I was starting my business, I was like, how do you even know what to work on? Like, when do you, like, I didn't know, oh, sales, marketing, operations, fulfillment, you know, HR and finance. I didn't know the areas of a business. I just wanted to like help people win pageants, you know, and managing myself, managing my schedule, managing my time. I was still living at home. And of course I was 23 and broke. I had $162 to my name in my bank account and I remember I just I just figured it out. But there's such a beauty when you're in that stage of life looking at the mountaintop of a big dream. And the biggest differences between people who win and people who don't is how they look at that mountain and how they start to take a step by step by step. And so what if in that scenario I would have said, Oh, well, I'm just a barista and my you know, I didn't come from money and I'm in Nebraska. People can't even find that on a map and I failed. Like I left the music industry. That's where I was supposed to live the rest of my life. Like I was supposed to be a Christian music artist and all the things, the the giant laundry list of things that I didn't know. Not to mention I was one of the first females in the online coaching and consulting world watching Russell Brunson ClickFunnels videos when I was 23 after my shifts, you know, slinging coffee, right? And so many stories. My husband and I laugh about all the time with all that kind of stuff because I was, I was really an early adopter in the game. And I don't say that to like, oh, pat myself on the back. It's just like, it was scary. It was intimidating. There were not a lot of women in the space. Again, no one knew how to use Zoom back then. Nobody, like funnels were just becoming a thing. The whole industry was just starting to even change in terms of like 
being an online coach was just like not a thing back then, right? And so that just also a story of like, what is meant for you is meant for you. And when God puts that that dream in your heart, you have to go after it, but it's your job to go after it, right? Like that could be your calling, but if you don't take action when you're scared, you don't take action before you know everything, before everything's perfectly laid out on a list, before all these things, right? That maybe would make you way more comfortable to say yes to that thing. You still gotta get up and do it. You have to learn how to manage yourself. And the only way that you learn how to manage yourself is by managing yourself. And I look back now, you know, a decade in business and I'm incredibly disciplined. I'm incredibly hardworking. Nobody works harder than me on, well, my team are rock stars, let's be honest. But I set it a point to like, they know that I work more hours than a lot of my people work part-time because I want them to have work-life balance. So, right, like they know I'm working 40, 50 hours a week right now. I have a child on the way. So I'm setting up my business even now to where I can work less when baby comes in August, right? These different things. And I, I only know how to do that because of 10 years of failing forward 10 years of asking questions, 10 years of surrounding myself with mentors, 10 years of, you know, to this point, I've spent over $150,000, not that that matters, but on coaches to tell me what to do. <laughs> and whenever I'm at an impasse, you guys, this just happened back in December, where I was like, mm, I need this one thing. I need to know how to do this. What did I do? Spent 15 grand, hired a coach, right? I am always going first. I don't ever believe in charging something that I have not paid myself, right? Like I'll never charge somebody a program at Powerhouse for more than anything that I've charged myself because I know what it feels like to see that money come out of my bank account. And I know what I expect with that. And I know the relationship that I want to have if I'm going to spend my harder dollars towards that, right? Because I came from, from nothing. And my first mentor, I spent five grand when I was 23. I spent, I saved, 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 had a small, I think bonds that my grandfather after he passed away were inherited to me. And this chick ran off with five grand of my money. And then six years later asked me for a testimonial. The audacity, literally. And so I come from a place of integrity when I tell you guys just what I've learned, right? And the authority that I'm speaking to you guys now is coming from a place of like having been burned and and just knowing what it feels like to be on the client side and also to be at the bottom, right? When I started this company, I had just, I was one year out of an eating disorder. I had just ridden the high of being Miss Nebraska for a year and feeling relevant. And if any of you guys have held state titles, you know, after, or even a local, after you're done holding that title, there's a sense of finality, but then there's also a sense of grief and loss where you're like, well, what do I do now? You know, who am, who am I now? Like when I went back to school, my senior year of college, after I was Miss Nebraska during, during what should have been my senior year, cause I was living in Nashville. I was like, Oh no, like no one cares who I am anymore. No one cares that I was Miss Nebraska. No one knows that I was Miss Nebraska. Like I'm just a college student again, fighting for the same dream against millions of other people in Nashville that everybody else is, you know? And, and so why I'm telling you guys this backstory, and I don't don't talk about this a lot, is that I want you guys to see that life is messy and that everybody, even that person that you're comparing yourself to, even your coach Everybody has had to go through really grueling moments where they had to face themselves at the end of the day. You know, there's only one person that's resting their head on that pillow with you and it's yourself, right? It's your thoughts. It's your emotions. And I just get so passionate about like telling you guys this because A, it's like the number one thing I have to help with all my clients on a continual basis 
because situations are going to keep happening. You're going to keep living life. And so if your wishbone is bigger than your backbone, sorry, like you're, you're not going to make it. And so we have to be focused on growing that backbone through experiences and through failing forward. And the thing is, I just want to encourage you guys, like leadership breakdowns or let's call them obstacles in your pageant leadership journey are often simultaneous to your personal breakdowns. Like they just are, you know, and it's okay to learn pageant things through personal things. Like you will have pageant breakthroughs through personal breakthroughs. You will have professional breakthroughs through personal breakthroughs. You will have relationship breakthroughs through personal breakthroughs. And that is why it is so important to master yourself because you have two choices. You either see yourself as an enemy or you see yourself as your greatest advocate and confidant and cheerleader, right? And hopefully if you have a faith perspective on top of that, like, thank God, we don't have to just rely on ourselves, right? And that's where we can derive a positive identity that's a foundation that never changes, right? But how many of y'all know that like sometimes we go through times in life where it's an enemy in your head, right? A lot of you guys know my story. If you're brand new here now, say I'm almost 31, 30 and a half right now. I don't know. No, actually I'm, I'm almost 31. That's wild. I've just been thinking about baby. I'm like, oh, hey, you have a birthday in two months. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, I guess math like 12, 12 years ago now, I couldn't even look at myself in the mirror without crying. I hated myself so much. I gained like 40 pounds in college. My face was puffy. I had cystic acne. I couldn't, you know, I was sleeping for 12 hours a night and I'd wake up exhausted. I didn't know I had a gluten sensitivity. I just felt ugly 24 seven. And I'm living in Nashville where everyone's cute. Everyone's super good at singing and, and musical and everyone compares themselves. But there's also this like false humility of the South. <laughs> that's always like be more humble than the next and be kinder and softer than the next. And here I am blowing in like a, like a freight train from the Midwest, just figuring it all out. And every guy is short and I'm six feet tall. And I'm like, cool, this is awesome for me. Not, I hate every bit of this, what? And, you know, it was really hard. It was really hard. But those are the, the moments, you guys, when you don't give up, when you are willing to continue to take one step forward. And I remember my mom in those moments when I was having the biggest breakdown in my life, 19 years old. And I just said, Mom, I want to quit. I don't want to go to school. I want to move back here. I just want to get a job. I, I am nothing. I was like, I don't have a purpose. I don't believe in myself. I think God made a mistake. That's where I was, you know? And a lot of you guys are so much farther than where I was. And so, but the turning point in my life was my mom looking at me and saying, stop it. And she's like, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You're beautiful. You're going to look yourself in the face right now and say, I am beautiful. And even though that nasty enemy in my fate, in my mind was like, no, you're not. And how dare you think that you're worth anything, right? I had to dare to say, okay, well, what does 1% better look like today? What does 1% less awful look like today? What does one step look like today? And my mom would just smile at me and she'd say, little victories, Meg, little victories, little victories. What's the little victory, right? The little victory of the day was usually not absolutely gorging myself with seven helpings of something because I had binge eating disorder. And it was the only way that I felt in control. I had no idea how to manage my emotions. Podcasts were barely a thing back then. I had no one to teach me how to say, hey, Megan, you eat when you're disappointed. Hey, Megan, you eat when you're bored, but you're not really bored. You just are purposeless. And you're a high achiever that needs something to do because you're a freaking entrepreneur with ADHD. And you need to constantly be stimulated with your purpose. 
because that's what life should feel like is driven by purpose and people do stupid things when they don't know their purpose. If you want to hear an amazing sermon, maybe you guys can request this, <laughs> but one of my one of my husband's favorite like my favorite messages of my husband is him talking to men about their purpose. And you know what? We need to record an episode of that on our show, Wealthy Christian. I'm putting that in my notes right now. Purpose, Landon. Because it's one of my favorite things, like when I just see him like pouring into dudes and they just like soak it all up because he's such a great leader. Talk about managing themselves. My husband is a machine. Like he's just awesome. That's why I respect and love him so much. And one of the things he always talks about is he's like one of the most dangerous types of men in the world is a man without a purpose. And you guys have met these men, right? What do they do? They do stupid stuff. If you've met a man without a purpose, they, they are the worst versions of themselves. And same with a woman, you know, whether that purpose is to get married and have an amazing family and raise your family as your full-time job or whether it's a career or a combination of the two, or whatever, right? But without a vision, the people perish, right? That word perish is to be taken seriously. I'm pretty sure that word actually means like like a fruit, piece of fruit, like rotting, right? Decaying. And I'm sure some of you guys have probably felt that way even in your life, like going through a season of just feeling like you're just spinning your wheels and you're just kind of existing. It's probably because you need a clearer vision of what your purpose is. And your purpose extends so far beyond pageants, you guys. Like, please don't let it just be pageants, okay? Like, there's so much more world out there than just that. Let me tell you, you're going to be massively upset if your entire identity is in this pageant. And it's going to come across like you want it too bad. And it's going to come across extremely needy. As opposed to you have a purpose that extends beyond the pageant. You have a vision that extends beyond the pageant. But part of that vision includes winning Miss North Carolina, winning Miss West Virginia, whatever it is, okay? And so let your pageant vision be included in that, but see beyond that night of crowning. And that will be something that massively changes the way that you show up. And that vision will help you get out of bed every day because you have a purpose, okay? So we've got to get over the enemy and we have to master the inner me, So get over the enemy in your mind and master the inner me in our mind, okay? We talked about you're you're going to make plenty of mistakes, okay? Uh, Can I just be real with you? I mean, uh, it's my podcast. I'm just going to be real with you, okay? I wrote this down. You're going to make plenty of mistakes. If you're not making mistakes, I promise you you're not doing enough. You say you want to win Miss Wisconsin. You say you want to win Miss Texas. If you cannot rattle off the times that you tried things and it didn't work. I promise you, you're probably not doing enough or you're doing stuff, but you're not moving fast enough or you're not doing the right things. You're, you're playing it safe. The person who is, however, the person who is failing, not for the purpose of failing, not trying to fail person who is taking massive and perfect action. What they're doing is they're not only outperforming you, but they're out learning you. And what is so dangerous about the other person who is willing to fail and fail forward more than you are is that person will be gathering so much data on how to do it right, how to do it better, the Edison light bulb effect. And they're going to get to that thousandth way to not build a light bulb, boom, and the light goes on. And you're still living in darkness. And that is the most dangerous place that you could ever be if you think that you got it. 
oh, well, I placed top five last year and that girl didn't even place. So I'm not worried about her. Well, you should be worried about her because what you don't know is she's trying to figure out the light bulb when you're sitting on your laurels being like, oh, I only have to work on NC's question this year. That's my only area of weakness. I'm like, okay, maybe. But if you sit and do nothing, uh, things only move forward or backwards. They actually don't stay the same. So honey, you're getting worse, whether you know it or not. And so don't let that other person try more things and, and learn more things. And learning comes from doing. It's just the way that it works. Okay. Here are five things to really help you learn to manage yourself. Okay. Number one, ability to cast vision. Okay. Without the vision, the people perish. Like if you don't know where you're headed, if you have not set your anchor, your compass, whatever you want to call it, how will you know when you get there? And how will you know when you've won or lost? You won't. Okay. And if you haven't conquered that enemy yet, that inner me, then that inner me is just going to say, you're failing, you're failing, you're failing, you're a piece of crap, you're terrible, you're losing, you're behind, and that's going to take water out of your bucket, it's going to ruin your attitude, you're probably going to walk around super negative, people aren't going to want to be around you, or you're just tired, right? Oh, I don't have the energy to go to the gym. I really don't want to practice interview today. I really don't want to book a call. I really don't want to message my coach in Slack. I don't want to tell her what's going on because she'll probably just shame me anyway. She'll probably be disappointed in me. No, 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 no. No, we, no, no, not true. First of all, I'll never shame anyone for anything. It's not in my nature. It's literally not in my DNA, (laughs) but that's the enemy talking. Okay. That's not reality. And we need to start questioning the thoughts in our head. I talk about this, I think on the next page, I have so many more pages of notes, guys. It's going to be like three podcasts, but we have to carefully examine the thoughts in our heads and stop living them. Stop allowing them to live rent free. Okay. Got to go faster. Number two. You have to learn how to prioritize. If everything's a priority, nothing's a priority. Okay? If everything is a priority, nothing's a priority. Again, learn by doing. It doesn't mean you have to be perfect. There's not usually like even a right priority. It's just make a decision and stick with it. Right? Well, is it right to go to the gym in the morning or the evening? I don't care. Just put it in your schedule and do it when you say you're going to do it. That will create a sense of integrity. It'll create a sense of confidence. Confidence comes from integrity. Confidence comes from, I said I was going to do something. I said I was going to drink my gallon and I drank my gallon. Wow, that feels so good. I accomplished that. I'm proud of myself. Well, what else can I do? Maybe I could walk three miles today. Maybe I could start with a half mile. Maybe I could just take a 15 minute walk before it's dark. Okay. And when you stack those actions on top of each other, just doing what you said you were going to do, your body and your spirit and your mind are congruent and you're like, we're awesome. What else? It literally creates endorphins and that congruency gives you inner peace. Okay. Anxiety, some of anxiety and some of negative self-talk comes from you being out of alignment with what you are constantly telling yourself to do. You have these big, 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 big goals and you can't even keep the first promise of the day to yourself. Not going to happen, sister. Not going to happen. You are setting yourself up for failure. And then again, you think you're the problem. You think something's wrong with you. You think that you can never get there, yet you still set these goals, but this gap is never closed. That's a problem, okay? And that's why we need coaches. That's why we need mindset support. That's why we need a team around us because you you guys, like life is a lot. (laughs) Like life is a lot. A lot of you guys are working full-time or you're in school, also working part-time. Like there's a lot going on. Okay, so you're not any less of a high achiever because you have support. You're just a human. Congratulations. I have support in my own life, right? My husband and I went for an hour walk today just to talk about 
our our financial future and things we're excited about and we had some things we wanted to process right and guess what two for one combo when we got back we had walked for an hour three miles done feeling good got a little sweat in right and we also processed our emotions with each other he's my best friend and we, we do that pretty much every day when it's nice out, right? So we let that air out of the balloon in terms of our mindset and just, you know, stuff that stockpiles. When I got a cute baby in six months, we'll take a little baby on the trail as well, right? Cute. Hopefully a mini Landon. That's what I'm praying for, but I'll also accept a mini Megan. <laughs> and, you know, we'll come on back, right? Killing two birds with one stone. Can you stop listening to negative, stupid music that's feeding you crapola in your ears. And can you listen to me? Okay, I'm a great gym companion. I'm fun. <laughs> or listen to some positive music or whatever, right? Even a funny TV show rather than like a creepy, awful show before bed. Like it is not a miracle as to why some people have better mental health than others. Yes, some of it's biological. I get that. Blah, 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 blah. I get it. Believe me. I have, been, yes, I've had anxiety in the past. I get it. But a lot of it is also up to you. Input creates output a lot of the times, okay? So prioritize. Just pick something, stick with it. This pageant planner behind me, great resource. If you want one, DM us planner and we'll, you can buy one, okay? They're like 47 bucks or something. They're awesome. 90-day planner. It'll help you strategize everything A to Z. It even has a mental health check-in, spiritual check-in at the end of the week. You can plan your outfits, your team, your hair and makeup styles. We've thought of everything, okay? 90 days. Like, whatever you got to do. And that leads me to another point, which is accountability. But first, number three, self-motivate. You have to be able to self-motivate. And a lot of that's driven by your why that comes from your vision, right? Like a lot of people have questions about, well, why should you be Miss Tennessee? Why should you be Miss Nebraska? And I'm like, you know what? No one can answer that but you. It has to come from here. Like I cannot manufacture a reason why you want to be Miss Iowa. You either really want it or you don't. You either have a vision for that or you don't. Now, I understand people are trying to come at it from an angle of what's the right answer, what's the best answer. Throw all that away. Just tell me, like, we're at coffee. We got our, here's my little mason jar, got a coffee, okay? Why do you want to be Miss Iowa? Just tell me. Usually it's your platform. Usually it's you want to inspire young women. Usually you want scholarship. Usually you want to make a difference. You feel called to make an impact. And here's a specific way that I think that I can do that. It's not hard. But it needs to be authentic and it needs to be real, okay? I cannot manufacture that for you. Here's the other thing. No matter how great of a coach I am, I cannot, like I said, take you to the gym. I can't write your paperwork for you. I can't create a platform for you. Now, you give me some bare bones and an outline and I can work that sister and make it perfect, okay? But like, I can't make you passionate about your platform if you're not. I can't, I I could even, I could even choose a platform for you, but like the biggest difference that I see between the, the highest achieving clients that really do the best and clients that tell me that they want it, but they don't place the way that their intentions were. I just look at their action. I look at how active they are in Slack. I look at how many of our powerhouse club meetings they're attending. I look at if they're booking their sessions well, if they're showing up on time, like I just watch their life. It's not that hard. It's not because I like one or I don't like one. I love all my clients equally. But they lead the charge of how they show up. And it's just so easy to tell. The people that win are self-motivated. They keep that vision before their eyes every single day. And ain't nobody ripping that from them. You know? 
And it's so beautiful. And so if you're not in that place, like I just encourage you, like what do you need to do to reinvigorate that passion? What do you need to do to stir it up? Like the Bible says, stir up the gift of faith in you. And it says through worship and praise, we can lift off heavy garments of heaviness and just, ugh, you know, and, and sometimes you just need to do that. You might need to like dance around your house. You might need to like, I don't know, go, go to where your platform stuff is happening and hang out with the people and, and ask them their stories and sit with people and be reminded at like a heart level of why you chose this in the first place and why this matters to you, you know, and then have your checks and balances too, just making sure that this is a global level initiative that you, you can really relate to all people in your state. And that it's not new too niche, you know, like trying to get everybody to knit. Like, okay, great. Probably not everyone's going to get behind that, but creativity we can get behind or having things like my therapist told me to knit because she told me to, to relax. I need to be doing something. So I started making tie blanket like this one. I just made my sister one for her little baby and, and for her, you know, and she's like, you made this. I was like, yeah, it's literally not that hard at all. But I, I make tie blankets and I watch, you know, funny movies and it's like the best self-care in the world to me. And so <laughs> got off track there anyways, but you know, you could, you could adopt a crafting thing or something that you like and attach it to mental health or attach it to emotional well-being, self-regulation, like all those things, which everybody needs to learn about. Right. And so, and again, that's why we have coaches because my marketing business brain can immediately juxtapose things and put them together that normally would have nothing to do with each other. And I'm like, boom, this is cool. How do you feel about this? Is that light your heart on fire? You get excited, but no one can create that passion for you. Okay. So if you're not feeling self-motivated, like I said, you're probably disconnected from your why, 99% chance, and you probably have let go of your vision. If I asked you what your vision is, could you tell me without looking at a piece of paper? Probably not. Okay. Number four, acting with integrity. We talked about that earlier. If you are constantly breaking promises to yourself, good luck, sister. You're not gaining confidence. You're actively breaking confidence every day. Okay. Why are people confident that are confident? You can, it's like a force behind them. You can feel it. It's like there's this chutzpah of like, yeah, I trust them. Yeah, they mean that. Yeah, I believe her, right? Well, how do you get there? It's by doing a thousand, probably, you know, thousands of tiny things every single day in congruency with what you said you were going to do and then doing it, okay? And then number five is repeat. So ability to cast vision, cast the vision, prioritize, self-motivate, act with integrity, and repeat, Okay. And like I said, you're not going to be perfect today. You're not going to be perfect tomorrow. You're not going to be perfect literally ever. Okay. Only our good man, Jesus is perfect. And that's awesome because take that pressure off. Okay. But I do want this to be a healthy shaking of you today. We're getting to crunch time. Okay. A lot of y'all have three, four months before your pageant. What are you going to do about it? Okay. You're competing against yourself first. You have to win the day by winning yourself first every day. Okay. And so many of you guys are focusing on other people, other people, other people, other people, but I promise you, usually why you're worried about other people is because you have disappointed yourself first. And if you can get back into alignment with what is my goal? Where do I want to be? I want to be at a 10 in talent right now. I'm at a five and I got four months. That should make you mad. That should activate you. That should get your butt to the gym. That should get your butt to the studio. And if it doesn't, then you might want to rethink why you're doing a pageant. Because, I mean, some people, I suppose, some people just do this for fun. Cool. But most of y'all are super competitive. 
And most of y'all want or need that scholarship. So don't get it twisted, okay? Like, but also get specific. Where am I at in these areas? Okay, it's me versus me right now. It's me versus me every day. And I'm fighting to be the best version of myself. And then we go back to the vision. Hey, not just for points, but because here's who I want to be as a wife one day. Here's who I want to be as a working professional one day. Here's how I want to be as a citizen one day. Here's how I want to be as a neighbor, as a friend, as a coworker, as somebody showing up to the pageant. I want to be at this place where I can let go and have fun and actually make friends this year because I know that I work so freaking hard on every area of competition that I can relax because I can trust my training. And just like you asking me my name, I don't freak out. Well, what's my name? Right? Get there with the areas competition. Get there with your walk. Get there with your outfit choices. Get there with your hair and makeup. Practice. And that's the power of reverse engineering and acting with integrity every day. And that is how you master the art of self-discipline. Okay. So I'm excited. I hope that this activates and motivates you. If you want more of these conversations and you want us to help you win your pageant this year, book a strategy call with us sessions.powerhousepad.com forward slash chat, or you can click the link below. It's been a pleasure speaking with you and we will continue this talk next week for more leadership. Thanks everyone.